Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Caroline, you should tell them about the newest thing that Bloody Happy Hour is doing. A Patreon. It's a Patreon. What is that? Um, that means you're basically like a VIP member and you get you get some perks. You maybe get like merch a little earlier. You get Or exclusive merch. Exclusive merch. You could get um first dibs on signing up for a live show you get episodes with no commercials you get our video because our video is no longer available on youtube it is only on patreon and the most important to me is you get videos of our live shows but also bonus episodes each month but if you're on a Patreon, you're VIP, you're going to get more. Because I always have a lot of details I want to go to. I can law explain. I might read a book. <laughs> this is also going to be the exclusive place that Dirty Chat is going to go to. In order to hear the full content, it's going to be Patreon. Where do they go again? Patreon.com slash bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Okay. Hey, y'all. This is April. And this is Caroline. Uh, what is today? Today is Tuesday. Turn up Tuesday. Turn it up. Turn it up. Turn it up. It is news day for you guys. And I got some news for you. And we're going to jump right into it. Let's go. Let's talk about an NBA player. Oh, that yes. That was arrested at practice. For kidnapping and murder. He was a Stockton Kings. Is that a new team? I don't follow the NBA at all. But it uh, it's got to be, be like a else double Kings. A or something. I don't know. Whatever. No, NBA. Oh, shit. Right? Okay. Uh, yeah. But I feel like there used to be something else Kings. I should have researched that. Like, I feel like it wasn't always Stockton Kings. Let me not go on Cal- a tangent. Okay. Um, but it is in California. So, 27-year-old NBA player Chance Comanche is facing murder charges and kidnapping charges. So, the story is Chance and his 19-year-old ex-girlfriend, Sakari Harnden, are accused of kidnapping and murdering a woman in Las Vegas early December. So, just now. So, Mariana, Mariana Rogers, she was 23 years old. She was initially from Washington, but she was visiting Las Vegas with her boyfriend on December 1st. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, when Mariana w- was in Las Vegas, she would engage in prostitution 
not as the purchaser, as the prostitute. Or maybe both, but she would turn tricks to make yeah. money. And it's legal there, so... It's legal to prostitute in Vegas? Yeah, I think everything's legal in Vegas. That's why they call it Sin City. Mm. Uh, So she would engage in prostitution while she was there. So Chance, NBA player, and 19-year-old ex-girlfriend Sakari conspired to lure Mariana away from her boyfriend. So Chance posed as a client. Mm Mm-hmm. So that she can, he can get Mariana to Oh, yeah. Come. Yeah. Okay? So Mariana came. They agreed to meet at some location. And uh, Mariana agreed to have her hands tied behind her back because... Yeah, she's in a bondage. She's, I it's mean, fine. kink, whatever. Listen, we're not... Ha- no judging. We, we do not judge over here. <laughs> you can bond and you can do whatever it's fine unless you're btk unless you're btk like if you're like willing and you're ready to do the bondage it's fine like i thought maybe i did bondage because i have this huge bruise on my leg and i was like maybe i was tied up i don't know (laughs) i doubt it probably (laughs) ran into the counter but if i was i i'm not complaining and i'm sorry i don't remember it and great isn't it great when you have bruises and you can't explain oh that's all the time yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so she agreed to get tied up, and when she he tied her up, he then grabbed an HDMI cord and wrapped it around her neck and started choking her. And then Sakari, maybe she was hiding in the back seat, or she came from somewhere, and she came in, and she started choking her, too. So we got the cord and Sakari's hand are both choking Mariana. And this isn't part of foreplay? No. I'm just, no, because no. now it's go about to be murder because Chance loosens the cord and Sakari takes over and chokes her to death and she's dead. Once they, so Sakari finishes her off and not the good way. <laughs> not, not that way, but you. once they determine that she's dead, they put her in the front seat of the car and they drive her to an undisclosed ditch drop her in the ditch, and they cover her body with a bunch of rocks so that it cannot be seen. Okay. Then they plan the next day to call the police and report her missing because turns out that Sakari and Mariana have ties. They know each other. Oh, hell. So, um, Chance basically preps Sakari on what to say. You're going to call the police, you're going to report her missing, and this is what you're going to say. So there's a text that Chance sends to Sakari before she calls, and it says, you got this, boo. It's just like a post-game interview. Just smile and wave. Yeah. They were later arrested, (laughs) and Chance eventually confessed, confessed to the kidnapping and murder, said it was all Sakari's idea. Oh. And said oh, that they tried the to pay somebody first and showed them text messages where they were trying to pay somebody $3,000 uh-huh. to get rid of her. Um, but when they didn't text back, they came up with this plan. Oh, it's a good plan. What's weird is police have not found the body. So I guess they have not disclosed oh. where the body was or they can't remember where the body was. 
Um, but it turns out that Sakari and Mariana worked together as they used to prostitute together. Yeah. Okay. They used to turn tricks together. Turn tricks together. And Sakari had a boyfriend that was also a gang member. Now, if you look at these two girls, they are like beautiful. And Sakari is 19. So she's oh, already lived wow. a long life at 19. She's yeah. been a prostitute. <clears throat> she's done killed somebody. She's done dated gangs and NBA players. Man. So fast life like Sakari's ex-boyfriend was a gang member. And allegedly, Mariana said that Sakari snitched on ex-boyfriend for a double murder. Mm. And so now ex-boyfriend is doing time. And snitches get stitches and, and wind up in ditches. snitches get stitches. But Mariana ended up ending it in the ditch. That's how the saying goes. So um, it's just classic, like, street life stuff. That is wild. How? Um, why, and so Sakari just ended up saying, yeah. I got Chance to do it with me. They weren't even together. But she was like, Chance is in love with me anyway, so I could have told him to do anything for me. Okay. They hadn't been together in a year and a half. And he, like, went along with this plan to kill this girl. I just, it's just got, that's just He was at drugs. Pr- you're an NBA player. You're arrested okay, oh, at oh, practice. The Stockton Kings are an American professional basketball team of the NBA G League based in Stockton, California. They're owned and operated by NBA parent club, the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings. That's why. Okay. So they're so, just a different division. Okay, okay. Okay. And I also looked up prostitution in Vegas and it is uh, legalized. However, it's only permitted in a handful of licensed brothels in 10 of the state's 16 counties. Las Vegas, whatever county that so is. So prostitution is illegal in Clark County, which includes Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Nice. So there, there's your facts. I just remember being in Vegas, and there's these people oh, yeah. on the street, and they hand you out these cards. Oh, And they're yeah. like beautiful women. Well, or they could naked, be like. And there's phone numbers, and you just call. Oh, these phone numbers yeah. and they'll come to your plus it's like club promoters and stuff are handing out stuff to people to get them to come into the clubs and yeah blah 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 you know. these were actual like women like yeah. you can call i'm sure they're just women. prostitute i mean yeah yeah, yeah everywhere it's 100 prostitution yeah um so i just kept a whole bunch of them took brought them back to waco and oh. just gave them to my father-in-law <laughs> good for you good for you okay so Sad story. Just, I don't know. I feel like you've you've made it. You're in the NBA G League. You know that's not making minimum wage, and you just throw away your life. And you can't blame CTE because you're not going to get CTE from the NBA. Mm-mm. Nope. So let's go to Edna, Texas. Um, this is actually Stone Cold Steve Austin's hometown. Mm. 16-year-old cheerleader named Lisa Beth. Medina was found dead in an apartment in a bathtub on December 5th. Yeah, like like tied up and stuff, right? Is that the same one? I don't know if she was tied up. Okay. But, Um, yeah. But uh, I don't think there's another cheerleader. And now a word from our sponsors.
So what happened was it was a Christmas parade in her hometown, and she was supposed to perform with her other cheer, with her squad. Mm -hmm. So her mom was at the parade ready to watch her perform, and her daughter wasn't there. Elizabeth wasn't there. And so her mom was looking for her, and the cheerleaders were like, nope, she didn't show up. So mom goes back home to their apartment to look for her and found her in the bathroom, and she was stabbed to death in the bathtub. Um, And dad, she was pronounced dead when the authorities got there. Four days later, a 23-year-old man, um, so that's a big age difference, 60. 18-year-old high school girl and 23-year-old man was arrested and charged with capital murder. He was found in a house in Schulenburg, Texas, which I think is closer to San Antonio. Okay. So Edna is near Houston, Victoria, and then Schulenburg is closer to San Antonio. They searched his car, and they found items linking him to her murder, but they have not disclosed what those items were. Um. And I'm not sure they haven't disclosed how they linked him to yeah, that's the murder. Was, yeah, and they haven't disclosed a motive yet. Like, were they dating? Was this random? Was he obsessed with her? I wonder why they're not just saying any of that. Mom, and so the only thing that I saw that mom said um, in one of the interviews is it was just it just broke my heart is that she all she wanted to do is protect her daughter from the world. And she's just devastated that she couldn't even protect her in her own home. What the hell? This guy, Raphael, had been in the country for five years on a visa, but the visa had been expired. And so he had never done anything. So he had been documented, undocumented. His whole family had been here. So they're probably going to send his whole family back for uh, his sins. No, they probably won't. And so this is an ongoing, (laughs) ongoing Wow. Well, they had to I have. I really want to hear the most. I mean, I know they, I know, had, they the had to motive. have, like, obviously had some kind of. It wasn't like a random thing. It obviously, yeah. yeah. To find them that quick. Yeah. Yeah. There had to have been. They were. There's some connection. It wasn't some just like a yeah. random break in and. Mm-mm. Especially. Stuff. It's a whole different town. Yeah. You know, somewhere else. Uh, um. Intoxication, manslaughter, in White Settlement, Texas. This was just crazy to me. I've never been this drunk. I never want to be this drunk. What? Listen, 31-year-old man. Okay, so here's how the story goes. I'm reading this from the article. Okay. So White Settlement, Texas is near Fort Worth. I've never heard of it. I don't even know how they got the name of that town. I've heard of that place. Uh, yeah, it's near yeah. Fort Worth. It's close to us, right down the road. <clears throat> so on December Saturday, December 16th, about 11 p.m., officers get a call to a restaurant parking lot right off I-30. And the caller reported a vehicle with extensive damage and that the driver of the vehicle appeared to be slumped over at the steering wheel as okay. if they're passed out. Okay? Okay. Um, when the officers got to the scene, they get the driver out. The driver's name's Nestor Luan Flores. They have him exit the car, and they brought him in for questioning. 
when they questioned him, he said, and what happened to his car, he said that he hit an animal down the road. Okay? Mm. What he did not realize is in the passenger seat of his car was a dead body. The hell? The animal that he thought that he hit was a person, and he hit him so hard that he flew through the window. (gasps) And was basically sitting in the front seat with him when he had this accident was 38 miles further so he drove 38 miles with this down the road with this broke ass windshield and this random just like corpse next to him that he thought maybe was an animal and even if he did think it was an animal why he's leaving in the car it makes me think of, okay, have you been drunk and something happened no, five minutes ago? No, he's on LSD. Ago? He's on mushrooms. He's on something. He's hallucinating. It's like something happened five minutes ago, but you forget, and then you ask the same thing over and over, Wait. but you forgot, and even though it happened like five minutes about, ago. Is this a therapy session? <laughs> what are you talking about? I've just been drunk, and so like something happened, but then I don't remember that it that, happened. That usually happens if like a person maybe smokes weed, and then they're like, wait, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Well, I or don't smoke drunk. weed. Yeah, I mean, I just, <laughs> I've heard. Alcohol has done, I don't, it's, I don't know. I just can't even imagine being, but something that traumatic to where, I mean, all you do is look over to the right and you remember. And you look over to the right and you remember. But they, once they got him to the police, police station. station and questioned him, he was like, well, I think I had an animal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was an animal, and it was a whole person. As human. He didn't know dead. he was driving with, but we don't know. I think he just didn't <clears throat> realize. So he is in jail, obviously, for intoxication, manslaughter. Oh, my gosh. And they have not released the identity, or I've not seen the identity of the person that he so we don't, it was just like a random person walking on the street. And by the way, this per, this place got the city got its name. I'm I am fact checker today. Yeah, you are. Uh, the city white settlement got its name as it was a lone settlement of white colonists amid several Native American villages in the Fort Worth area in Texas Republic Territory in 1840s. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Ooh. White settlements. What's it? What if you're near black and you lived in white settlement? Well, did you move? This guy was Mexican. Did he live in? White That's probably why he ran over that person. <laughs> he was also arrested in 2020 for driving while intoxicated and was convicted in 2021. So this wasn't his first. Oh my gosh! And then last but not least, Sergio Brown, which was the NFL player oh, that we talked about. What's just pleaded not guilty for the mur- murder of his mama, Myrtle, Miss Myrtle. He's the one who act- was the football- NBA player. Oh. F- I'm sorry, NFL, NFL player, player that um, his mom was killed missing, mom. and then he was missing, and then he was in Mexico, Mexico, putting Instagram videos up, and then he was on the airplane acting crazy. Yes, and then they arrested him. They found his mom wrapped him, up in a sheet, hundred yards, but and then he was seen like burning all these things. <clears throat> And then he, when he was in Mexico, he was using, like, his mom's iPad and, like, credit card on this trip. Said it was fake news that his mom was even dead. Um, yeah. And so 
his prosecution, the only thing that they said was there's very uh, just circumstantial evidence against him and that he'll be able to have his day in court. But he is has no bond, so they're not going to let him out on any bail or bond or whatever. So he's going to have to stay until he officially has his hearing Good. and that's, has his that's trial. That's what he needs to do. He yeah, I mean, stay. and they actually need to do like a full workup. And yeah. last... <clears throat> Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I, I, they should. He needs to get um, evaluated, especially for like uh, CTE kind of, because that's kind of what it seems like it was, some kind of CTE situation. Mm. Uh, it has to be, but remember, you cannot confirm that until they're dead. Oh shit! You can't. No. Oh, you, you gotta it take has, out their brain. You, yeah, you gotta like. They need to figure out a tip. Listen. They have they have a cure for cancer. That's they the sure do have a cure for it. <laughs> that's the and so that's why like um, <coughs> these people donate their did Aaron her, Hernandez's brain. That's how we found out mm-hmm. Aaron Hernandez's brain mm-hmm. was basically mush because family donated. You have to allow them yeah. to do it. Okay, this is a local story, Waco, Texas, and it happened in 2020. Ooh. Okay. Oh. This was a former teacher named Sarah Hunt. No, oh. not that one. Not that one. We're going to cover that as soon as it goes to trial. Former teacher named Sarah um, Hunt <coughs> taught at a local school. Uh-huh. And she is the one that drove her 17-year-old son, Garrett Hunt, to Riesel High School but oh. shot him like 10 times. Got out, walked down the road in Riesel, Texas, right yeah. down the road, and tried to get him help and basically said, I don't know what I've done. I don't know what I've done. That happened in 2020. Let me see. 2021? So, after November of 2020, she was a fifth grade teacher. Okay. Then it just like went. What's her name? Sarah Boone. (laughs) (laughs) She actually looks like Sarah Boone. Oh, Sarah Elizabeth Hunt. And because it was local, you know, a lot of people on Facebook knew her. And I had a lot of Facebook Mm. friends that knew her. Now, it just came out that. When was this, though? 2020, November 2020. 2020. 2020, okay. She was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Oh! She shot her kid like 10 times, 17-year-old kid. Well, look at that face. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It, she look does look like she's real disheveled. 42 years old. Now, oh. um, she has to go to a place, a uh, institution, we have for those? at least 18 months. And she has to be reevaluated every year. So she's not going to basically stand trial for what she did. But here's the kicker, and this is what pisses me off. Yeah. Is that she had a whole life dealt with depression, bipolar disorder, and she had been on medication that had her normal. So she was a teacher. She's not taking. Why would she she chose to stop 
taking her medication because she was doing so good. That's always what happens. And then they're like, oh, I feel great. Let me stop. Why would you stop? Yes. So to me, you make an, when you're saying you make an good, active, sane decision, not a good, a stupid decision, Mm -hmm. but you're in your right mind to make a decision to stop taking your medication because you think you're cured no you're not was cured. this a ju- by a judge this was not a jury trial this was a judge trial like a trial by the judge i guess i don't know i didn't yeah there wasn't i guess the judge not just does a, a hearing and then determines mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was just a judge because with like Lori, sorry i'm interrupting but like with Lori vallow let's just say for example she was determined incompetent meaning at the time like meaning she was competent at the time of the murder but currently she was incompetent so they had to wait and until she was competent to be able to assist Uh or aid in her defense then they could go on with trial which is what they did but this if you're they're saying she was insane at the time time. of the murder like did she have no like no recollection of it she didn't remember at all that she did it she went through multiple evaluations and testimonies from the doctor. So it says, Judge Susan Kelly of Waco's mm-hmm. 54th State District Court conducted an uncontested hearing at which officials agreed that Sarah Elizabeth Hunt was insane when she shot and killed her 17-year-old son, Garrett Hunt. Hmm. She cried and clutched the hand of her attorney, Jesse Freud, um, who works with Walter Reeves. During the brief hearing, which was attended by 10 of Hunt's family members and friends. What the heck? She's being committed to the North Texas State Hospital in Vernon for an initial 30-day evaluation period, after which Freud told the court that hospital officials are expected to ask for an additional 180-day commitment. After that, her mental condition will be reviewed again by doctors and the court on an annual basis. So they very well could say after this 180 day, oh, she's no longer a danger to self to others and she could get out. No, 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 and no. How does so that So if they believe she's sense? a danger to self or others, the judge can recommit her for as long as she's deemed in need of psychiatric care and treatment. Now, if she's truly sorry for what she did, she'll do like Andrea Yates and keep herself there. Exactly. Um, she's a former fifth grade teacher at Lake Air Montessori Magnet School in Waco and has remained in McLennan County Jail since her arrest in November 2020. So she's been there this whole time. She's stable and very high functioning right now, but only because she's properly medicated, which fortunately she has been for some time. Wow. But it's crystal clear that she was insane at the time of the offense and the appropriate environment for her is at the hospital and not a prison. I disagree because you made the decision to get off your medication and as a result of that, you (coughs) killed your kid. This this says Hunt picked up her son from a camper where he was staying with his father. He was going to and was going to take him to school and. Sarah approached two people near the Riesel Square and told them her son needed help and was with her, with mother, her in mother in heaven. Because mm-hmm. he killed her. She killed him. And she's, she asked, what have I done? And said, this is not real. She was... Yeah. 
diagnosed with bipolar and suffering from PTSD and stopped taking her medication and was psychotic at the time of her offense. Well, this she needs to just stay in the psych ward, like just live there. I don't. Mm -mm. Nope. No, and a bunch of no's. Speaking of that. Can I update you on Ruby Frankie? Yeah, I saw that too. Go ahead. Okay, unless you have it. No, it's it. Okay, so Ruby Frankie was the part of the eight passenger. She was uh, had a YouTube channel, Eight Passengers, where basically it was like family vlogging and all this stuff. Then she joined up with this Jody Hildebrandt, and they were going to – they had this little – YouTube channel called Connections or this group called Connections and they're in Utah. So that just explains a lot. Um, so anyway, she was um, arrested uh, along with Jody Hildebrandt for child abuse and she had a hearing and she pled guilty mm-hmm. to four counts of second degree felony child abuse. And this is a, each count is a maximum sentence of 15 years um, in prison with $19,000 of fine. But now part of the plea agreement is that she will testify against Jody Hildebrandt. But Jody Hildebrandt has her plea hearing on December 27th. So it's kind of like, what is she, is she going to just, is she going to plead guilty and then do the same thing? Do the same thing? I don't know. But didn't we say Jody Hildebrandt kind of masterminded this? That's, that's what they're at least saying. So this is the accusations. A couple of them are, um, this is what she, this is what Ruby Frankie uh, admitted to was um, Forcing the kids, one of the kids, to stand in the direct sunlight for several days, like, with their shoes off, and they were, they had sunburns and blisters on their feet, they were denied water for several days, um, he was punished when he secretly consumed water, uh, denied food, when given food, there were, it was very plain meals, um, one of them tried to run away in July. His hands mm-hmm. and feet were regu- regularly bound. Uh, one of them, let's see, one of the counts was she and I think they were like handcuffed together or tied together. So Ruby and the kid were linked together as his punishment. Like you have to, and or if she was unlinked, she would like link him to like a set of weights. Gosh. Like he had to carry weights. He was basically tied to weights. Um, they were on his wrists. Oh, the, it says the bindings resulted in injuries on his wrists and ankles where the handcuffs cut through the skin and damaged the muscle and tissue. The injuries were treated and blah, blah, blah. But there's like, yeah. It's, it's, they'd both deserve to do a lot of time. Yeah. They had to work there. Somebody else was the masterminds. Like you steal let somebody convince you to do that to your kids so i don't feel sorry for you no at all and they didn't have a gun to your head and then you boasted about it on your webinar or whatever it was oh they would they would also tell the kids that they were evil and possessed and that these punishments were necessary 
for the kids to be able to be obedient and to repent. And this is what they had to go through in order to repent. So they were basically just, they were starved. They were tied up. One of them was tied up like hog tied up, I think. Hmm. So, yeah. They're giving her a good, um, they have to be giving her a good deal for her to be pleading guilty this early. Well, I, but I no still, yeah, she, but she, no matter what, she's going to face prison time. Um, it'll Let's say Jody Hildebrandt test uh, says she's not guilty, then that means there's going to be a trial. I think that Ruby Frankie is trying to avoid a trial, but bitch is still guilty and still going to jail. So, and she is throwing Jody Hildebrandt all up under that bus, rolling over her with that tire. She does not. She is putting it in reverse and driving right back over. A hundred. Good. 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 Nope. Well, there's your news. There's your news. There's your news. All right. We will see y'all on Thursday for a full episode. Where are we going? Oh, we're going to Plano. Oh, did you? <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Plano? Are you We're doing a going Texas to story? Texas. We are not going far. I, so. I love it. I'm so excited. Let's go right now. Don't forget to. Stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By the the Cover Cover Podcast. (laughs) We cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. Don't forget the smut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. For sure. For (laughs) sure. You can find us on Instagram at by the cover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok. So don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. We are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. And you didn't say hi. I didn't. You you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> not reading it It's because I don't like reading. Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything. Mm. Find us on Instagram at Bustles and Bangers or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Hey, I'm Katie. And I'm Summer. And this is Monsters in the Attic. So we thought we'd bring people on. It's very real, and we're fortunate to have a lot of friends who have a lot of monsters, and we can't wait to share them with you. I love that, that we're so fortunate that we have so many friends with so many monsters. Where can people find us? Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere they listen to their favorite podcast. They can find me at my therapist's office. As they should. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.